bridge one more time. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the voice of sin and grave. The heavens are
oceans rise, my soul rest in your embrace, for I am yours, and you
sing that out to him this morning. Good job, worship team. Welcome, everyone. God bless you guys this morning. Glad you're here. That's a question. Are you glad you're here? All right. I'm glad you're here, too, because I'd be pretty funny up here by myself. Um, so, man, we got to, uh, if you're, you're visiting this morning, I want to welcome you here, you here, you know, uh, you couldn't have picked a better Sunday to come. We've got uh, some great things happening this morning. Um, got Karen Lafferty is here with YWAM, and she's going to be sharing about a trip. And uh, I'm going to ask Karen and uh, Marianne if you, if you two would just come up, uh, come on up. And guys, give them a warm welcome, light welcome. Karen is the YWAM director of, um, of Santa Fe, been here for years doing that, and uh, always uh, excited to have her. Marianne, of course, Marianne's a member of our congregation. You guys know Marianne, uh, but probably didn't know some of the things and some of her gifts and talents that you're going to see this morning. So uh, we're excited. We're excited about that. So they're going to share for a few minutes. I'm going to share a word and then at the end of our service, we're going to have a, a ministry time. I'm going to be talking about breakthrough today. And so if you feel like that's where you are, a place in your life that you need a breakthrough, we'll have a, a time of ministry right at the end of the service. Our prayer ministers and warriors will be up here. And, uh, you know, no matter what you need, we'll be anointing you with oil and praying over you. So uh, let me just uh, ask uh, Karen. She's going to share just a few words before they get started. Okay. Thank you. It's good to be back here again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we are, some of you don't even know, there is YWAM Santa Fe here, Youth with a Mission. I've been part of YWAM for about uh, 40 years now. And uh, it was, thank you. I, I was in Amsterdam for about 15 of those years. I came home, I've been here almost 20 years now. Uh, we've always focused on the arts, uh, music and the arts here. And uh, so I was praying for a fine artist to come, and so that's when Mary Ann came along, and so I'm grateful for that. But uh, as, and uh, you know, I know that you're familiar with YWAM because some of your young people have gone both short-term and long-term to YWAM. But what we're going to, uh, YWAM does big events. 
around the world. And um, we go to the Olympics. I've gone to about five Olympics. We went to the, uh, the London Olympics uh, with Marianne and others. And <clears throat> what we're going to now is in Thailand. It's called YWAM Together. And it's not only a conference where we seek to minister to the young people, even though some of us older ones are in youth with a mission, our focus is still getting youth out there to uh, minister with all of their energy. And uh, so what we're going to do is not only have a conference, but we're going to have some huge outreaches with about 3,000 YWAMers and other Christians. And so we'll have one in, in Pataye, which is where we will be. We will be part of a, in a shopping mall and, and part of a uh, big auditorium concert. Then we'll go to Bangkok. And we're going to be doing primarily Christian schools there, I hear. And it's interesting, though, um, at Christian schools will have the full uh, freedom to share the gospel, but about 75% of their students are non-Christians, or at least come, come from non-Christian families, internationals or Thai people that want that kind of education. So we're real excited to be able to do that. And we're, we're emphasizing, uh, Marianne and I, feel like part of our calling is to the Native Americans. We work with uh, Pueblos around here locally, but we have some Navajo friends. In fact, uh, Dale Sotsi has been here before. You've had him. And so we're taking Dale and Charlotte Sotsi. You'll see them in the video that I'm going to be doing uh, in just a minute here. And uh, uh, they're going to be going with us, and we're going to feature their music. You know, everybody in the world wants to know about American Indians. So we're going to tell them American Indians that worship the Creator and uh, found their salvation through Jesus Christ. So they have a powerful testimony. So uh, do you want to say anything yet? Or I just wanted to say that um, for my part, um, I'm going to be doing what's called sand animation, and that's what the big setup over here is going to be. Um, it's kind of an unusual uh, way to tell stories, but a very entertaining way, so I'm really excited about taking that to Thailand and uh, seeing the reaction of people. Um, yeah, and so Karen's going to do a song, and I'll be doing my sand art. Yeah, this is a song called Morning Prayers. As the Lord called me to um, work with Native Americans, of course, I'm a musician. So one of the first ways I connected with the Native Americans was through music and doing this video. So it's called Morning Prayers.
What a sweet, gentle song Like a prayer of love As a desert wind blows Gently through the sage And together we see our songs of
Okay, and right now Marianne's going to do her sand art. It's a story of creation. Um, I don't know how well you can see this screen. It's the only screen we have on, so you guys may want to move over there. So give us just a second to get set up.
Wow. That was awesome. Golly. Man, all this hidden talent. <laughs> Sitting on the benches all these years. Well, yeah. Sitting on the benches all these years because um, even though I've been with YWAM since 2006, and I've been in Santa Fe since 2012, but since 2000 and, or yeah, 2013, I've been very, very sick. And so I had a chronic illness that pretty much took me out of commission for about five years, four or five years. I'm, and praise the Lord, though, that I am recovering and almost recovered and almost healed. And this is the first YWAM like outreach that I've been able to do in five years. So praise God. Great, great job. Okay, so we're going to take up our morning offering. If I can get some help up here to take these, uh, take up our offering. You know, just want to welcome everybody here again. Um, come on, guys. I want the most, strongest and most handsome to come forward. Uh, it's, just, it's just a race now. If, we got getting people from the bleachers coming up. <laughs> All right. So my lovely wife usually does this, but she's down in Austin having our grandson, Jordan. You know, uh, we gave him the big send-off last weekend, so he's moving this weekend. She's helping him get moved, but uh, I'm going to do my best to do this, okay? So I, I think we pray, and then we collect. <laughs> All right. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, that you are a generous God. And in the words of King David, um, after all of this great accomplishments and successes, um, being established as the king and collecting money for the, for the building of the temple and materials for the building of the temple, he was overwhelmed and he said, Lord, all that we have and all that we are comes from your good hand. We acknowledge that this morning, ask your blessing, your favor on this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. On a video, and we'll uh, we'll play that in just a moment. So, um, I want to uh, I, I want to begin. I got a couple of uh, announcements. We've got um, this Wednesday, starting back our Wednesday night classes, and we're doing a series called the Daniel Dilemma. Um, it's uh, how to stand firm and love well in a culture of compromise. How to stand firm and love well in a uh, culture of compromise. This is another one of the Chris Hodges series from uh, Highlands Church. Really good, it's four weeks, 
and want to encourage you to come. We'll be meeting right in here starting 6.30 Wednesday evenings. And then on another note, uh, a little more somber, Pete Martinez, who's the pastor of uh, Sunlight, Sunlit Hills, I believe is the name of the church, uh, his daughter uh, got a really bad infection in her leg, and they are debating, doctors are debating whether they need to amputate that leg or not. So I'm going to pray. Well, I'm going to just, you know, we're going to pray for our, our service this morning, but I want to especially pray for his daughter. So if you would, please join me. Uh, God, just uh, knowing this, just know the parents, knowing what the parents are going through, what a young lady is going through, uh, anticipating, maybe thinking about the loss of a leg. But God, you are big. You are bigger than any problem that we have. You're bigger than any problem that she has. And we just ask that, God, that you would show up strong, that you would show up. And Father, that uh, you are the great physician. Your son, Jesus, is the healer. Um, we just ask, God, that you would intervene right now, that you would save that leg, Father, for this young lady. Bring peace to the family, Lord. Father, we pray for rest of the churches in Santa Fe this morning. Pray your blessing upon the pastors. And as the word of God goes forth, Father, we pray that you would save this city, that you would heal the city, heal the brokenness in this city, Lord God. Heal the divide in our nation, Lord God. Father, we want to just thank you for just the beauty of the rains that we've been getting, these summer rains, these autumn rains, these showers. God, you're so good. You pour out your grace upon us, Lord. Um, Lord, your word truly is true when it says, you do not treat us as our sins deserve. You're a God that's full of love and mercy and compassion, God. And for that, we are eternally grateful. We thank you in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen, amen. All right, remember our psalm here? Our, this is the theme psalm for our church, Psalm 47, and it says, shout unto God, all you people, shout unto God, all you people, all right? We're excited about being here, all right? So, I, you know, I'm talking about our city, and, and the other day, I, I was, I'm driving down Sirius Road, and uh, I was telling Jason this, it's just like, you know, you ever see something that just sticks with you, you can't get over it, and, I, and I'm watching a lady um, you know, she's probably on, only in her 50s, but she looks a lot older than that because you know that sin can be hard on people, and I, I believe that she's a drug addict, maybe a junkie, pushing a basket down the street, but she had to pause, she had to stop because she was going through some withdrawals, some cramps, and she's leaning over the basket, but the thing that got me more than anything is that she had about a 14-year-old son and he looked like any 14-year-old kid in this congregation, any of these 14-year-old kids right here, looking at her and wondering, and I'm, and I'm reading this young man's mind, I'm just looking at him, and he's thinking, you know, is she going to die right here? Am I going to have to call uh, uh, 911? Am I going to have to call the, the uh, EMTs to come? Is she going to be okay? And if I do call, are they going to arrest her? For, you know, for drugs? Is she carrying drugs right now? And, you know, all of this stuff is going, and this kid was just as clean, a clean-cut kid as my kid or your kid would be, and all of these emotions are going through his, this, little, this little guy's mind, and he's looking afraid and, you know, wondering what to do, what should he do, and, you know, and I'm like in the wrong lane to just pull over, so I have to watch this, and, and I'm on the, you know, the island side, not the, you know, the curb side, and, you know, it just, that, that image just stuck with me all week long, you know, thinking about this young man, thinking that he should not have to be going through that. 
He should not be, he should not be the parent, you know, looking after his mom. And he's actually in the role of a parent, almost like a parent would be to a child. And his mother is so obsessed and possessed with drug use and not even knowing, you know, what she's putting this, this kid through. I was thinking about her and her situation and, you know, all of these emotions go through my mind because I get mad at her, but yet, you know, coming out of a drug background myself, you know, it's a lot easier to uh, say to quit than it is to quit, say that you want to quit. But uh, this morning I want to, uh, I'm going to just share with you, you know, these ups and downs in life that you and I go through, and as I mentioned, then we're going to have a time of ministry. So I'm going to move through this fairly quick. But uh, I want to start, start in Psalm uh, 70, I think it's 77. I actually printed this on um, Facebook this week, so if some of you read that, you're going to get this sermon almost twice. I'll give you a little more this morning. I was saying, you know, I used da uh, David's name in this. This psalm was not really written by David. It was written by Asaph. But it, I can take you to a hundred other psalms or a lot more psalms that David's using almost these same words. And so um, he says, you guys give me a heads up when you're ready back there. Oh, you are ready. Okay. Uh, all right, turn out the lights. Let's do it.
sang like a song through the oak trees. Pennsylvania, she kind of caught my soul, which had me a little more open to close. Walls I built, opinions I learned, covered in the ashes of bridges I burned. Blind to the arrow that was headed to my heart. But you hit the mark. When take in this city that's what's going to take in our nation love has got to break through you know i'm not depending on any political party i'm depending on jesus christ to bring healing to our nation so let me just read this psalm you know as i, as I was saying earlier we we think about david you know we think about this great man of god all the great exploits all of his achievements all of the accomplishments all of his victories you know that uh you know, he was the, the king of Israel. We think of him being a mighty king. We think of the, him being the man after God's own heart. We think of him as being the, uh, the great anointed one. We think of uh, him killing the giant. Um, all of these great, you know, moments in David's life. But in this psalm right here, as I mentioned, it was written by Asaph, but, you know, David very well could have penned this. And he says that when I was in deep trouble, some of you are in that place right now. Some of you are in a place where you are troubled. Your life is troubled. He said, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with my hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God. I moan, overwhelmed and longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed to even pray. You ever been like that? I mean, just like, man, your problems are so overwhelming, you know, you can't even lift your prayers to God. And then he says, he reflects, he says, I think about the good old days, long since ended. Those days are gone. Those good old days are gone. When my nights were filled with joyful song, and I searched my soul and I pondered the difference now, has God rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Some of you are thinking that. Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have, has his promises permanently failed. I know that some of you guys are thinking that, you know, it's like, I know what these promises are, but they don't seem real. They're not real in my life anymore. Has his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. And if you're in that place today, it's an interesting place, but, and a lot of people stop in their life with this portion of the psalm right here. 
But the psalmist goes on and he says, but then, but then, I, I think about all these bad things that have happened in my life, all these things that I'm going through right now. But he says, but then I recall all that you've done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Oh God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? That's a question for you, congregation. Is there any God as mighty as our God? That's a no. Nobody is as mighty as our God. I mean, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And then we see David in another situation. And uh, just a little background here. David had just become king. Uh, Israel had united him. You remember that for the first seven years of him being king, he was only a king over the the southern half of Israel, the, you know, the, 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 the two you know, kind of southern tribes. And uh, most of Israel had still rallied around Saul at that time. Uh, they had not given up the hope that somebody from his, uh, you know, some, someone from his, one of his descendants would be the king. And they were, there was kind of war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But then there was a great victory in David's life. David becomes king, and, and all of Saul, all of Israel has rallied around David. And he goes up, and he um, captures Jerusalem the first time that the Jebusites had been driven out of, of Jerusalem. And, and Jerusalem becomes the city of God, the city of David. And uh, it says that when the Philistines had heard, I'm reading from 2 Samuel chapter 5, when the Philistines had heard that David had been anointed king over all of Israel, the, all of the Philistines went up to search for David. You know, the, you and I have these times in our life where we have these great moments of victory, and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose in our life, and you're under attack, and you're wondering, why, you know, why is this going on in my life? And so all of the Philistines come up, and they're searching for David, but David heard of it and went down into a stronghold. He kind of got away by himself. He wanted to seek the face of the Lord. This is going to be important later on in this message. And the Philistines had come, and they had uh, spread out in the uh, valley of Rephaim. And the world, this world, Rephaim means terrible. It means the land of the giant. And there they are, just kind of spread out, waiting for David. But listen to what David does. It says that David inquired of the Lord and said, Shall I go up? He's praying to God. He's seeking God. And he says, shall I go up to the Philistines, and will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. And David came to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord broke through. The Lord broke through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore, the name of that place is called Baal Perazim. And the Philistines left their idols there, and David and his men carried them away. And so David enters into this valley of the giants, this valley of trouble, and he comes out victorious. He comes, goes into the valley of trouble and comes out, you know, from the valley of blessing. God blesses him in this valley. But I want you to know that David went in that valley, and he was fighting for his life, just like some of you right now are fighting you know, for something to happen in your life. Some of you need a breakthrough. David called that place the place of breakthrough. Some of you need a breakthrough. Some of you need a breakthrough in your health. You need a breakthrough in your finances. 
Uh, some of you have had dreams from long ago, and you've given up on those dreams. It's like all of these dreams have vanquished. You have no hope for these dreams to come, come to pass. And you ask God, you know, you can ask God to provide for you in a greater way. You know, I, I want to just say that, you know, instead of working for the company, guys, you, know, you need to start thinking. You need to re recapture those dreams again. Instead of working for the company, you ought to be the company. Instead of, you know, working for the man, you ought to be the man, all right? And you gotta, you got to set your heights. And some of you have been so beaten down and so defeated by failures of the past, but it's time to move on. It's time for a breakthrough in your life. And some of you are saying, has the Lord rejected me forever? You can go back to that psalm. Will he never again be kind to me? In his un is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten me? Has God forgotten to be gracious to me? Has he slammed the door on compassion? He says, and is this my fate? Is this place of failure? Is this place of defeat my fate? Has the hand of the Most High God turned against me. Well, the, wor the Word says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do everything. I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. And then he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over. I like that part right there plenty left over to share with others. He's going to give you plenty. He's going to give you enough so that you have plenty to share with others. Just like these uh, Karen and, and Marianne going on this mission trip. By the way, they're going to have a table set up out in the foyer afterwards so you can visit them if you want to you know, help support that ministry. I encourage you to do so. Um, it says that he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you Yes, you will be enriched in every way, that's body, soul, and spirit, in your finances, in your health, in your, your, your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul is going to be enriched in every way so that you can be generous to others. I was talking to Alex the other day. You know, I, I, I know that Sunday after Sunday, and of course when I was, you know, in the, for those of you that don't know, most of you do, but before I was a pastor, and this was 21 years ago, actually this month, 21 years ago, I became a pastor. But I had a real estate business here in Santa Fe. I was a farm and ranch, kind of a large land developer. And, um, you know, uh, I have a con general contractor's license. I run a ranch uh, up in Angel Fire. All of these things I was doing before I was a pastor. But 21 years ago, God called me to stop doing that and stop the focusing on that and the focusing on his work. He told me that if I would focus on his work, he would fo focus on my work. And I want to tell you that, you know what, God, God can run my business a lot better than I can. But I, I remember, you 